Hello, folks, and welcome to a music podcast. This is a one-off music podcast where me and Alan... Hello, Alan. Hi, Ryan. We were like, man, we, I want to... Well, I was like, I want to talk about music. And you were like, we could just do that. <laughs> um, and then six from Scanline was like, yeah, I'll host any audio file you throw at me as long as it isn't garbage. So here we are. Hopefully not garbage. I'm I took notes, so it's oh, definitely shit. we're we're gonna have content at least. So I do love might, content. It might be garbage, but it'll be content. It's my motto. <laughs> Everyone's that's all our mottos. But um, yeah, we are gonna talk about the music of twenty eighteen. Uh real quick up front just to get everything out of the way. Uh, one, we're not music critics, we don't get paid to listen to every album, and we're not music nerds or whatever, we don't hang out at, uh, what's that website, Rate My Music? We don't hang out at Rate My Music and nah. talk about what album is the best one, we just listen to what we like. We're also not fighting over what album is the best one, we're just gonna pick some albums to talk about and, uh, be earnest about our music choice. Um, it's just a music appreciation post. Uh, in a podcast form. So don't give a shit for not picking an album that you like. Don't give a shit for, I don't know, just liking stuff. Anything. Positive zone. The the It's the plus zone with Ryan and Alan. Wow, I came up with a podcast title. Is that is that a good title? No, 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 no. <laughs> so my the music that I listened to in 2018 kind of falls into a series of phases where I was listening to a lot of one artist like on repeat for a couple of months, especially early in the year uh, and like listening through entire discographies. Cause like lately the advent of Spotify has led to my music taste being very like mass consumption, mm-hmm. mass consumptive. So if I like an artist, I'll be, I'll hear a couple tracks and say, I like that. And then oops, I've listened to literally everything they've put out. Right. Just ha- that's just the way my brain works or ha- it has for a while. Hmm. Mine is like, if somebody tells me to listen to something or recommends me something, I'll mm. give it a listen. Um, or if it's like whatever people are talking about on my timeline, that's mm-hmm. kind of the two big things. I don't listen to the radio. I don't follow music sites. Um, it's just whatever people's talking about. I'll I'll give it a listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what were your? What was like one of the first albums you listened to this year that, that For- really like struck a chord? Um, I was going to go by the thing that I ordered, but... Oh, yeah, whatever you think works. Um, actually, yeah, let's do, let's do that. Let's do, uh, first album, because it's a pretty big deal. Uh, for me, the first album that I got way into this year was, uh, Memories of Tokyo Toe by Two Mellow. Um, that is a Jet Set Radio tribute album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for me, 2018 was a big year for hip-hop. Big year for learning how sampling works and just generally how people make music on a computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and before before the, this, I was largely a like, um, I was like, you gotta, you know, music, you, you gotta do everything live. It's not gonna sound good unless you play it live. It's very like a dad rock approach to how music works. Sure. Um, and it turns out that's it's a very narrow way to view music. Um, and when I listened to Memories of Tokyo Toe, it took it took one listen, 
And then by the second listen, I was like, this album is fucking incredible. It's so much fun and energetic and just reinvigorated uh, music for me in a big way um, and led to me getting into a lot of other stuff as a result. But for the time I was listening to this album, I listened to it like daily for month, for like maybe yeah. a month or two. You know this. I was obsessed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and this was also before I was hip to Jet Set and Naganuma as an as a musician and all that stuff. Uh, so it was pretty big, like flashpoint for me. Right. I was gonna say, Mellow in general seemed like the artist that got you back into a certain type of music between hip hop and sa- and like sample heavy music. Yeah. And- all Lower. of that, but memory, memories of Tokyo Toe, yeah. I, I it took me a little while to listen to it because I was waiting uh, for it to be on Spotify because your boys doesn't have all the money in the world. But yeah. uh, when it finally was there in March, I was really surprised, like you said, how energetic it was because I yeah. played uh, uh, what's that actual game, Jet Set Radio, mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago, like when it came out on PC, and I was like, this game is so boring, but is so cool. Like, yeah, it's. No conceptually it's, it's, amazing it's it sucks but i love it <laughs> yeah exactly and i get why it had this pat like that, uh, that's actually a good description of a lot of dreamcast games is like it sucks but i love it yeah and i haven't played future future could be amazing but yeah i've heard future is just a good game and like has a, even like a huge improvement over the first one but i haven't played right, it right. so put it on backwards compatibility larry come on please larry <laughs> i um I didn't start with that one. Actually, the really the first album I listened to was from last year. I still had like some stragglers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler the Creator's album "Flower Boy," mm-hmm. which is a really strong album. Uh, this last past couple of years, I've been getting a lot into. Um, speaking of hip hop and rap, uh, Odd Future, which is the sort of collaborative group that Tyler the Creator uh, has with his friends, his real life friends, uh, includes people like Earl Sweatshirt, uh, Frank Ocean. Uh, and several other people whose names I don't remember. It's like it's sort of like the young, like the the late teens, early twenties version of a modern day Wu Tang Clan, where it's just mm. like a lot of people who are their friends are in Odd Future. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and Earl Sweatshirt in particular and Tyler the Creator both put out albums that I was really into. Um, Flower, Flower Boy from last year and then this year, uh, I was in a really rough spot and I listened to Earl's new album, uh, whose name, which the name of which I don't even remember because it's one of those like. I don't, he has an album that's like, I don't like shit and things don't make me happy anymore. <laughs> like he, he has the kind of album titles that just are funny to, to say. Uh, the album is called Some Rap Songs. Right. And then the other album from a couple years ago was I Don't Like Shit, I Don't Go Outside, an album by Earl Sweatshirt. Um, for those who don't know, Earl Sweatshirt, like when he was younger, uh, was starting up with Our Odd Future and then uh, he got in a lot of trouble with his parents and his mom sent him to boarding school in like a country I don't even remember, like in the middle, I think in Africa. And uh, he was in boarding school for like a couple years and then came back and uh, had to deal with like family problems and uh, anxiety with himself and his music. And a lot of that comes off in, uh, in his work. Uh, and it's really mm-hmm. beautiful and really sad stuff. It's really good for when you're in like a shitty mood, honestly. Right. Uh, and, and sometimes I am. So sometimes I'm into that kind of thing. Uh, correction, by the way, uh, Samoa is the country I was thinking of. Not even close to Africa, closer to Australia. That's my bad. Uh, moving right along. Uh, speaking of Earl, a lot of people compared our Earl's latest album to the Milo album that came out last <gasps> year. 
uh, budding ornithologists are wary of tired analogies. I ended up loving this album a lot. Mm. I know you, I know I got you to listen to it. Yeah. But just like really chill, like jazz influenced beats. Uh, he's just rapping. He's just going for it. He just sounds really good. And it's very like, feel, it feels like stream of consciousness stuff, even though it, like, it probably, probably isn't. isn't. But like, it just feels like, I just love that vibe in rappers. That's why I like No Name a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. that that just had a similar vibe and just the beats are great. Uh, some of the standout tracks like uh, Disposition regarding the Green Horse rap, yes, um, and Stet. Those are two tracks that I go back and listen to a lot. And um, yeah, I just love that vibe of the album a lot. I kind of fell into lo-fi rap music this year between Milo and like a lot of the concerts that I went to this year had openers that were of a similar genre. Uh, I actually got to see No Name back in December, um, and her opener was this guy uh, whose name I just I just can't. That remember wasn't when. December. That was this month. That was this month. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How does time even work? What are you talking about? That was. You're right. It was this month. Does it still count? Can I still talk about it? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, what is the guy's name? He has like a cool name. This is the thing with uh, with opening artists is I always try to give Elton, E L T O N Elton. Uh, I always try to give them credit because they they they're doing the hustle. Um, between him and the opener for Wafia when I went to New York in November of last year uh, was this guy Ehirobo who is uh, another really cool like he he's got a little bit more R and B influence. He has like a really nice voice, but mm. it was it's always one of those things where the opener doesn't get like the good microphone setup they just kind of bring their own shit and his mic was terrible and i was right up front and i couldn't hear anything he was saying that's rough so when i went back and listened to the album i was like oh these lyrics are good i heard none of this when i was actually there yeah that's that's rough i wish i wish that wouldn't happen as much yeah i mean the thing with going to concerts is you have to balance like do i want to be up front so that i can like get the hype feeling of being close or do i want to be a little bit further back so i can hear anything yeah, where do I want to be? When do I want to eat? <laughs> like, yeah, who am I sucks. going with? <laughs> you hurry yeah. up. Absolutely, yeah. it's a lot. It's a decent amount of stress. That that No Name concert was also my first concert going solo, which was yeah. very exciting. I would have um, gone. I, me and a, me and a bunch of friends had plans to see No Name, but she got sick and canceled, which happens. Tragic, so. but that does that does bring up uh, Room Twenty Five, which came out last year. Oh my god, I was gonna say that for later because it's just too good. It's so good. Well, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll save it. That's a that's a discussion in itself. Yeah. Uh, whose turn is it? I think it's your turn because I brought up brought up Milo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I okay. So going back to my phases of music and around February and March, I was I really really fell down a mountain goat's hole. Ah. Uh, um, you, beca- you became uh, leftist Twitter. A hundred percent. And then that's really funny considering all the stuff we learned about John Darnell last, literally like a couple months later yeah. last year. Yeah. But uh, I, yeah, I was just, I was at school. I was retaking courses at a school I didn't like at a place I wasn't happy at. And mm-hmm. I was like, I just like, I listened to something off of uh, all hail West Texas. And it was just like this aggressive, really like passionate music. And I was like, this is it. I just want this I get exclusively <laughs> this every day. Yeah. And I listened to Not Tallahassee, We Shall Be Healed, and The Sunset Tree all in the span of like two weeks. I just couldn't stop. Like it's just so fitting for the mood that I was in and the place I was at that um, 
I really liked it at the time. I bet you a lot of that doesn't hold up also. There are like two or three Mountain Goat songs I truly like and would re-listen to, but right. you know, you kind of, it's just not my thing all the time. I just was in that right place. Mm-hmm. What is your next, uh, what is your next uh, record? Sure. Um, I guess I'll do uh, Everything's Fine by Gene Gray and Quelly Chris. Mm. Um, I don't think it's like a consistent album. Like there are there are large pieces of album that I just skip when I re listen to it. Yes. Um, but the ones the songs that are good are like my favorite songs of the year. Um, waiting for the moon and river uh, are, are both like songs about like really heavy shit, like abuse yep. and just trying to make it through the day when your life sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really well constructed songs, just amazing beats and instrumentals, and um, and Jean Grey sounds incredible on this album. All, all of her, like most of her verses, are like really good, um, especially on my contribution to the scam, which is like a really weird way to start the album. But Jean comes in with an amazing verse. Uh, talking about how she's tired of DSS Machina shit. <laughs> it's very good. Um, Gold, gold, purple, orange is the single on this. It's also very good, but uh, yeah, I would, if you want to listen, to everything's fine. We'll start with "Waiting for the Moon" and "River." They're the last two tracks, but they're also the best. And I wish it wasn't like that, but it's it's very good. Yeah, there's a lot of um, albums on my list that are either incredibly consistent, which I love, or like "Everything's Fine" or like kind of up and down. Yeah. Usually when they're up and down, the beginning is way better than the end because they kind of like lead with the title tracks. But yeah, Waiting for the Moon is like inc- amazing. And by the it's end of the album, I was like, oh, track. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot no. about this. Totally. Uh, she's been doing music, uh, I think, for like a decent while, if I'm not mistaken, um, like over a decade. And yeah. it's really cool seeing her, the evolution of her style. But then her with, with Quelly Chris is like, it feels like this is the style she's she's kind of found herself in and, and is able to like be personal while also having like really great um flow and like progression between songs. And just really clever stuff. Really clever. Like she's super smart. <laughs> like yeah. I'm t- I'm tired of DSS mocking and shit is like yeah. perfect for like <laughs> the labor people put on women. Like yep, exactly. very good. Uh I think it's worth mentioning this year. Uh, as I progress into like March and April that I got like not unhealthily, but like so deeply into K-pop this year in, mm. in 2018. That is, uh, yeah. I had heard, I had started dipping my toe in in 2017 with some of like twice's releases, but 2018, it was like every time a new single of like the two or three artists that I really liked came out, I was just in. And the thing with, with, with K-pop is like, it doesn't show up on my list that much because they don't, at least the artists I like don't release just full albums that often. It's usually like a bunch of singles with videos and then mm-hmm. an album that like come um, just like collates all of the stuff they put out in the last six months, basically. Yeah. But uh, K-pop and J-pop in big ways. Charisma.com, great J-pop group. Oh and my then, God, Charisma.com. Yeah, there was in March, there was... A, a, I, only, I only know the one song, but it's also a good, really good song. <laughs> it, which one? Which, which song are you thinking of? Uh, yep. Sorry, I don't I think mean it's, to. I think it's called Hate. God, I'm gonna. Yes, look. Hate. Hate is the. Yes, it is. 
The one with the yes, hate. It's called hate. It's very good. That album is fantastic too. Like they're really exciting, and then K-pop wise, just twice Blackpink and uh, a little bit of BTS here and there. That's one of those things where I'm like, I've bonded with a lot of people over understanding a basic amount about BTS because they're like sure. a fucking global name. Are we allowed to cuss on this? Uh, I have to ask six. Yeah, okay, we, great. We can, I, we I mean, can probably we can probably get away with that. <laughs> I, I would doubt we can, but uh, <laughs> yeah, knowing a little bit about BTS, and I don't like listen to all of their albums, but Twice is and Blackpink were like my workout um, albums for a while, and Blackpink is like going very very global. They did a song with Dua Lipa in 2018 that's really good called Kiss and Makeup. If you mm-hmm. like pop music and you're okay not understanding some of the words, you should probably just listen to K-pop. Get into what's popular and then branch out from there. It's super simple. If you want to talk to me, hit me up and I'll send you a playlist. Yeah. That's my that's my K-pop PSA. That's your gay pate. Wow. No, gay pate. came out. K-pop stan uh, lecture right there. Exactly. Please attend my, my convention. Um, I will do a couple. Let me do a quick hit. Two yeah, quick hits. Quick hits. Uh, we mentioned Too Mellow earlier, but Return of the Soul is also on my list. Mm-hmm. It's also very good. Uh, people, there's some rap sections in Memories of Togiato, and people like them, so he just made a rap album. Made a rap album. <laughs> and it's good. Much very respect good. on that. Uh, shout out to Handle Me Softly for having one of the best beat switches of the year. Yep. Oh, yeah. God. Very good. Um, and then I also want to shout out uh, McHenley Dixon, who is a rapper from Richmond, Virginia. Um, I listened to his uh, live album a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was on Audio Tree Live. Um, and I, I I ended up listening to it when we met up in New York. I listened to that on that subway a lot. Oh, yeah. Very good. Like that, that sort of like live music. Very good for listening to it on a, on a New York metro. So. Very good, very good vibes, very politically conscious lyrics, but also very strong instrumental. So, yeah, yeah very jazzy. The old <laughs> common common theme with most of my albums. Jazzy, twenty eighteen, very jazzy. very jazzy instrumentals. Mm-hmm. There were so there were a couple albums this year. Not to just make it a negative segment, but there were a couple albums this year that I like wished were better because mm-hmm. they were from artists that I really like, but just didn't land as hard. Uh, in particular, George Ezra, who I have a soft spot for. I think his album, Wanted on Voyage, is like an amazing album and really beautiful. He put out an album in April called Staying at Tomorrow's that is really boring. And I hate to say this, but it's like, I think he got a girlfriend. <laughs> and then his music got way too happy. And I that happens oh, a lot with musicians where it's like, your their heartbreak and their um, soul searching ends up producing more interesting mm. music than their like, default happy state and it's not to say like i wish that my my musicians like didn't get into relationships but just singing tomorrow's is like a boppy pop album and it's like dude did he has a beautiful voice for such a young age and and is not doing much uniquely with it in in staying at tomorrow's and then similarly uh hayley kyoko put out an album this year um had heard about her for a while liked her old stuff expectations did not meet my expectations mm. I mostly just wanted to say that, but yeah, Haley Kyoko, not my favorite right now. She's doing. How did how did you come out on that metric album? Oh, that's speaking of uh, of similar things. Art of Doubt, which came out in September, 
Uh, I really like it. The more I listen to it, the more I actually like it. When it first came out, I got the EP of uh, of one of the songs delivered to me because I, I like bought the CD and then they sent me an EP early. And I was like, yeah, these like singles that are coming out are amazing. I love Metric. I already in Bo- I'm going to see them next month in Your Boston. Your favorite band. My favorite band, objectively. You considered, you liked them so much, you considered seeing them when they were touring with Smashing Pumpkins. I, I seriously looked at those tickets and said, <laughs> if these weren't expensive, I would see Smashing Pumpkins just to see Metric open. Yeah. No, they're actually, they're touring themselves this next month, so I'm excited for that. But yeah, I, I just have a very special connection to them. And like, they can put on almost any almost anything, and I'll listen to it at this point, but... Art of Doubt kind of feels like they're cresting past the point where they are like cool uh, indie rock band and just like getting into their mid late 30s making music about like, are we uh, doing anything worthwhile anymore? I mean, the album's called Art of Doubt. Like, (laughs) right. They're they're very anxious about like big about their careers at this point. But yeah, it's an interesting one. It's not a boppy album. It's just like kind of a surprisingly thoughtful one. Sure. I guess I'll go next. Yeah, please. Um, I'll do uh, Taboo by Denzel Curry. Um, this came... When did this come out? This came out around summer. Um, and it was something... Uh, I, list, I watch uh, Dead End Hip Hop. They do rap album reviews. Um, and they had some positive things to say about it. And so I gave it a listen. July 27th, by the way. July, so yeah, right in the middle of summer, um, and it's not sort of this like type of trap music isn't really my sort of deal with the trap beats. Mm-hmm. It helps that it it starts off way different than the rest of the album. Like Black Balloons is just a straightforward bop. Like it's uh, it's the beat is very good. It's very like laid back, but also has a very like specific drive to it. Um, and it's also about depression, and yeah, it, it, it's a very good song. Um, but there are also some other good stuff on the album. Sirens is a very political track. Um, Perks is a very like "fuck you, I'm awesome, I'm a great rapper," and it's like a really good one of those. Um, and some good features like JPEG Mafia is on there and stuff like oh, that. Oh hell yeah, JPEG Mafia! Uh, it's just a it's just a bop. Like if you want if you want music that'll give you some energy, like that that um gets you hyped um i'm i'm like on and off on denzel clary as like a personality like obviously some of the music here is problematic but also like he was like very close to xxx tentacion who was an abuser like straight up um so i'm i'm conflicted on that but it's a good album nonetheless so yeah it's, yeah, it's, it is. It is my bop. It is the problematic bop of my list. Problematic <laughs> bops. Um, I think that's always been a hard thing is is separating, especially with music when it's like such a personal medium. They, someone is singing directly into your ears, and then you find out later that they're an awful person, or they share a belief that you don't agree with, and it's like you. I mean, the classic like you can separate the art from the artist, etc. But yeah. It still sucks. There was a decent amount of that this year. No, I I opened my Discover Weekly the other day, and like Amir Van was just on like second song. Wow! I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Wow! 
give me a, give us the block feature now, please. I'm so happy they're doing that. That's so fantastic. Just, I never want to see that shit. Uh, speaking of <laughs> Amir Van, I was going to talk about the new Brockhampton album. Yeah, I never got into that as much as I wanted to. I listened to it once. Iridescence is the album name. Um, yeah. It's okay. It's fine. It's got. It's actually got a couple of really cool like bits of um, production. I think honestly, the albums that stick in my head more as like that was really amazing are the ones with somewhat of a narrative. I'm that. I'm that sucker. Yeah. Who listened to uh, what's the Kendrick album from like 2012? Damn. No, from like 20. Like, way earlier. Uh, is it? butterfly no earlier or, than that good came at good came at city yes yes okay. where i'm like oh my i God, just listed just... all the kendrick albums and hoped one was the one just keep going backwards yeah <laughs> even though i know butterfly didn't come out in 2012 <laughs> <laughs> close enough uh yeah good kid mad city was put me on that map of like oh shit there's a story here and i love stuff like that and, and uh sure. i don't think it was this year that i got into tribe called quest that was 2017 but uh sure. they have a couple albums like that and um and outcast as well I, 2017 was a big year for me getting into like weird older hip hop. Not weird, yeah. but just like stuff people don't talk about anymore. Yeah. Anything uh, that stood out to you in that album specifically? In Rockhampton? No, not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> like any good tracks? Like, I don't know. I just, it was, I don't know. It was hard for me to get into because, I don't know. I just felt like that production was hard for me to get into i've i like brockhampton as a whole like i like some of their songs but i don't know i wasn't able to get into it i remember liking new orleans a lot i think new orleans mm-hmm. is, is a fun song and oh, i honestly don't remember any of these songs i feel bad i just know new <laughs> orleans because it has like a catchy part you it. just know that you listened to it and you enjoyed it exactly that's fair. At the time, I was like, this is good. I have a lot. That's the, the you could call it a problem with the way I, I enjoy music is listening to so many albums a year means that there's like very little room for making memories of individual things. Sure. I have the opposite problem where it takes me a billion listens until I decide if I like it or not. Yeah, right. You just listen to the same album until you like it. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Celeste. Oh, boy. So Celeste... I was very cold on Celeste when I played it, and my biggest sin is that I played a large amount of that game with the music off. <laughs> oh my god, what are you even playing? Because I was playing it while we were like in Discord hanging out. Oh, you're right. I was not paying attention, and I played Celeste, and I was like, yeah, that was a sure it was a platformer. Mm-hmm. I also played it on assist mode, so I got no challenge out of it. I played it the wrong way, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Because right, um, if you're gonna play with assist mode, no, no negativity there. But like in that case, just sit back and enjoy the visual style and the music. Yes, and the feel. But I it. wasn't even enjoying the music, like, yeah. so I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> the pretty graphics. Uh, uh, <laughs> and then Celeste was ran at GDQ last year, and it got me interested again because I was like, man, people seem to really like this game in a way that I don't. What am I missing? Um, so I. I I went back to the music first and foremost and started enjoying a lot of the songs. Then I replayed the game and it, the the whole thing just clicked. It just, I was just, I got chills towards the end of that game at how good the music matched up with the game. The game part I can take or leave, the music is incredible. Like it is just, it's just incredible. Like, um, 
confronting myself, which plays like towards the end of that game in a, like a boss fight, is I like I was blown away by how much that music affected me. Um, and even like yesterday, or I guess two days ago now, I like went back and just did the thing that we were just talking about of playing it on assist mode, and I was collecting yeah. all the items, and like. I and I was like having a shitty day and I just did this for like hours and hours and hours and I got to the end of the game um and the track exhale, exhale played and it plays like at the end of the game as like a really like melodic soft piano thing and I just like started crying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I still mm-hmm. I don't like the game part as much. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. Um No, it's a game that made you I feel something. I still can't explain my emotional attachment to parts of that game, but um, I like I like that soundtrack a lot. Um, favorite tracks probably "Scattered and Lost" that plays in the hotel towards yep. this back half. It like starts good and then it gets better. It's insane. <laughs> um, but yeah, confronting myself. Everybody likes. Everybody likes resurrections. Um, yeah, no, it's just a good time. Besides, also good, too mellow. Oh my god! Oh my god! The B-si- so I have the weird thing where I too. I mean, I I just played through that game uh, with assists and like enjoyed the music and the vibe, and then that was it for me. But yeah. uh, in terms of the music, uh, the B sides definitely grabbed my attention. I think they're all really good. They're all really good. Like yeah, yeah. No, I I I went through all the B sides with assist mode on, and I yeah. There are some tracks that I just didn't appreciate till I actually played them. There's a song on there by In Love with a Ghost called it's the Golden Ridge Golden Feather mix, like the remix that's on the B sides. Yes. Oh my god, that track's incredible. It like brings and gives me chill it seriously does give me chills every single time I listen to it. It's so good. I'd love to play the B sides just to hear that in context, because whoo. And I now I'm like way into the that artist in love with a ghost and like they every time they put something out on YouTube, I'm like devouring it because I just want more of that. Yeah, it's such a chill track. Oh my god. Um, speaking of Celeste, I pl- you're not on Twitter, so you haven't seen this like new track or they're teasing. They're putting out DLC for Celeste. Uh, um, they put out they they put out a, they they put out like a teaser clip of uh, music that's gonna be in the game. And since we need those hot clicks, I'm gonna have you do a reaction to this music. Live react. Get out your webcam and make a shocked face, and yeah. then we'll make it the thumbnail. We're out in front of a green screen. Okay. Ooh. Okay. And then just let me know. Uh, open this in Twitter. I know this is dangerous for your internet. Open this in Twitter because I guess Discord eats the audio quality. Okay. Um, but also just let me know when he had start so I can sync it all up. Okay, all I'm up ready. Soon. I got it. I got it open in Twitter. Cool. All right, just let me know whenever you hit play. Three, two, one, play. Just to let you know how much I wanted to listen to I wanted to listen to this while I was at work and I could not. (laughs) Mm. Like, oh, new track. God damn it. Alright, kill screen coming up. Yeah? Oh, this is bassy. Oh! Whoa! Yo! <laughs> right? Whoa! Whoa, 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 whoa. Very good. 
That is beautiful. Yeah. It's such, it's so good. Um, this kind of gets back to like my thing of like playing instruments live. Mm-hmm. Like those are all just, uh, that is, those are drum samples like edited in a really good way. Right. 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 Um, and I don't know. I feel like, so this is the thing with like that mentality of playing things live is that a lot of the composers I follow on Twitter have imposter syndrome because of that mentality. Yeah. It's very like gatekeepy and shitty. Mm-hmm. And I was definitely one that person, but now I'm just like, as long as it sounds fucking amazing, like, fuck me up, <laughs> you know. Fuck it, me up, and man. It's, and it's just like when you're in that mentality of like everything has to be live, you don't get surprised anymore. Like, I'm just so happy that this year I'm like surprised by more music. It's just a really good feeling. Mm-hmm. So, because I I was listening to this, and I like whenever I hear the good drums. I'm just like, oh shit! It's just like an imp. It's just like something deep inside of me is just like, oh, this is it. This is it, chief. Hmm. So, yeah, having that feeling again after like not having that for so long, it has been very refreshing for me this year. So, that's why I wanted to shout that out. It's amazing what you can do with with sampling and live instruments. Like, uh the album that i opt, i usually just point to as like best album i've certainly listened to the most in 2018 and arguably my favorite uh john bellion's glory sound prep is an album where vocals become like he turns his voice into a sample machine basically um he'll like he'll make a noise and then just turn it into a drum loop or he'll uh he'll do a chant or he'll he'll literally hire a choir to to sing in the back of uh a song and it'll just like it brings so much emotion in a way that you know not to be elitist or anything but like drum regular ass drums kind of can't because you don't get you don't hear the like humanity in drums but when you turn a person's voice into a drum that's like stupendous and exciting Mm. um also he's dipping more into rap stuff i usually when people ask me like what's john bellion's like whole shtick it's kind of most of it is a little bit of like Paul Simon meets Jay Dilla. Like he has the sampling of like a great hip hop artist, but the vocals of like an old style and this new album, he actually does a little bit more rap um, between cautionary tales, which has Will Smith in the chorus, like the actor, Will Smith um, an adult swim featuring and rapper. Are you disparaging rip Will Smith's app, uh, rapping career? I always forget about big Willie style, Ryan. You know what? You're absolutely right. Uh, we were just listening to Wild Wild West at my work recently, and we were like, "Man, Will Smith should rap. Mo- should he?" And <laughs> 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 just kind of let that hang. Um, yeah, Cautionary Tales, great song. Adult Swim that features Twami, one of the best producers working this in this day and age. Um, and then he has more like catchy stuff like JT, which is just a beautiful, beautiful uh, sort of like poppy song. Um, and he writes really honest lyrics and it makes me sad. And literally today, literally today, I was listening to some of that album and crying in the car. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> but yeah, this is just a this is just a really good couple of months for music as we get into the back half. I mean, Metrics Art of Doubt, uh, Amine's 1.5, which is a fantastic album. Uh, Amine still pretty new i think his last album was like kind of hit or miss he had a couple of good songs on there and then some just mm-hmm. gross lyrics because he's like yeah you know our age a little younger than us and he's just kind of like talking about sex but 1.5 he's much more thoughtful and also mm-hmm. his production is, is on point 
uh, people probably know him right now from that song uh, Blackjack because it went viral on YouTube and also Jack Black likes it because he's in the song. Mm. He's referencing oh, yeah, the song. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that video. How can you Those not? Those Jack Black Jack? videos are really fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. They feel like they feel like whiskey media era videos. Like they, ha- like they commissioned Jack Black to go into whiskey media offices and record some shit. Yeah, that is that's a very accurate that 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 feeling of like early internet video, like well, you just put a camera in your face and like talked about pinball machines for yeah. t- four minutes and then said, "I promise I'll get video game stuff going, guys." Anyways, bye. He's never going to. He can't anyways, figure out his Elgato, and the Elgato is extremely easy to use. It's super easy to use, and he's like, "We have a tech guy figuring out the Elgato." This is not the time or place, right? But no. <laughs> it's funny stuff. Um, what are some other albums that you wanted to shout out? Open Mike Eagle. Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's in here. November 1st. Kid, so, Brick Body Kids Still Daydream. I'm cheating because this album is from 2017, but I like it so much, I don't care. Um, I liked what happens when I try to relax. Yes. I, no, I'm not saying that album is bad, but um, Brick Body Kids Still Daydream. Mm-hmm. I listened to it first in 2018. Yeah. So, it was new to me in 2018, and it's just like one of my favorite albums, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And it goes back to this. They're not jazz beats, but like similar vibe, and like the, it's just about growing up in Chicago, and it's very personal, and just some incredible, incredible stuff, uh, really like wide range of uh sort of sounds and moods, um, the Samus verse is really good on Hymnal. Oh yeah, I it's forgot. Just, yes, I love love that Samus verse. Fantastic album. Let's um, get a cl- a huge collabo cipher going, and it's Open Mike Eagle, it's Samus, it's Jean Grey, and it's No Name, and then we are all killed instantly, swiftly, all at once. Too powerful. Too powerful for this word. Truly, they they're probably they could all they could all be friends. They all live relative. They all are, are Chicago based. Uh maybe. <laughs> yeah. I I can't back that up, but okay. They're they're good rappers. Yes, that, that also they that. don't even need to be all Chicago based. They could just collabo across the country. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, Break Body Kids still dating. Mm-hmm. Just so many so many good tracks off that album that I just go back to 95 Radios is just yes. perfect chill jam. Um flanking on title names, wait for Spotify. How could anybody feel at home? Is God that that beat and it's just very so, so low key. What's um, what's the one that I'm always singing by accident? Like I don't even realize I'm singing it. The one where my motherfucking name is Michael Brick, Eagle. Uh, Brick Body Complex. Brick Body Complex. Um, I love it. Um, and then Happy Wasteland Day, a very good guitar work and incorporating that into the beat. Love it a lot. Oh, it's so beautiful. So yeah, like that album a lot. You got another album? Uh, did you listen to that Saba album yet? Care for me? I listened to some of it. It I liked it. I just didn't listen to it all the way through. Um, I liked what I listened to it though. Very it remember it had, it had a very like passion fit vibe for me. Yeah, totally. Uh, it's I don't I haven't listened to any of his old stuff, but I, he's been on other things and he's worked with Chance the Rapper, who I used to really really like. It's just more, it's more that, it's not that I don't like him anymore, just Chance hasn't put out an album that has, like, impressed me in, like, three or four years. In 2013, he put out Acid Rap, and he's never topped Acid Rap, unfortunately. But he um, worked with Saba, and this new album, Care For Me, is, it's really, it's another one that's just, like, really relaxing and, and a joy to listen to. I, I love, uh, I love Blood On Me. 
Yes, Blood on Me that's is fantastic. The, that's the single. It's very mm-hmm. good. It's it's very memorable. <laughs> uh, he has a great voice. I just feel like he, can yeah, even, even no. if he just features on more stuff, I'll be fine with that. Uh, and he, the, the, he does. Does he produce everything as well? I believe he produces his own stuff. Yeah, most yeah. of it. it has that sort of vibe to it. Smile is very, very, good. very, very unique sound. Totally. Uh, I like I like his work a lot. It's it's another one where you I'll just like put it on the background while relaxing or hashtag gaming and just vibe. Damn. All right, you want to talk about No Name now? I mean, we have to, right? She's worked Room with tw- Saba before. God. Room Twenty Five is fucking incredible. <laughs> it's an achievement. <laughs> um, I was very hyped for this album before it came out. No Name announced it like months beforehand. And I was like, when is it going to drop? When is it going to drop? And then it dropped. I remember the night it dropped, and I was like, it's 12 o'clock. I have work tomorrow. I don't know if I should listen to it, but Oops. I'm going to. And just, it starts off with self, and... Which is amazing. Sh- she's just like, really thought a bitch couldn't rap, huh? And you're just <laughs> like, this is what I wanted, because it's like, telephone is great, but she also has a vibe of like being a great rapper and not knowing it. Yeah. And, like... No name is like Goku. <laughs> Telephone is like regular Goku, and uh, Room Twenty Five is Super Saiyan Goku. Like, oh, um, we out here, we're doing this. It's like, oh, you out here, more confidence in yourself, mm-hmm. stronger songs. It's fantastic. Uh, not enough people talk about Montego Bay on that album. Oh my god, it's she the- went the hardest on the chillest beat. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's one of those songs where you're like, you can't, how do you, how did you do that? What did, how did you, how did you make that happen? No name. That's too good. Uh, oh. That one's amazing live too. Cause it's just like her clapping and jumping along with the, the chorus and stuff. Cause she, I don't think she sings the chorus. I think uh, Raven Linnae sings the chorus. Um, Though the one song she did sing the chorus for um, forget about me. Yeah. That song is really powerful. Yeah. It's very, very good. And the uh, fact that she sings the chorus when she usually doesn't just, Oh, it's it's rough. Your um, mom at the table crying, all her hair gone, feeling fishy, finding chemo. Oh, ouch, ouch! Physically injuring me. <laughs> so sad. And then yeah, like uh, hard swings because then Montego Bay has stuff like, uh, uh, I know my. I'm not gonna say the N word, but I know my N word like me. I know he cook his curry spicy. I know he eat me like I'm wifey. He know my hotel <laughs> overpricey, so he gonna fuck me like I'm Oprah. Classy bitch only use a coaster. And you're like, oh my god, why so is that? That's on the chill album, the chill song. Also, I want to shout out uh, this this line about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Uh, just like Hillary Clinton, who masqueraded the system, who chicken bowed watermelon, traded hoodie for hipster, infatuated the oh. menstrual. <laughs> she she has a really strong grasp of that that feeling when you can feel like a rap song uh, building to an amazing line, and then yeah. it gets there, and you're like, holy shit! Like that is. But that- also, it just also just comes out completely naturally. Also, like mentioned before but like feels very stream of consciousness it's ah man exactly she can just just uh say it all just rattles off she just rattles off amazing lines and yeah oh my god 
Mr. Money Man, Mr. Everyday He Got Me, Mr. Wifing Me Down, Mr. Me Love, Mr. Miyagi. And then that's the same <laughs> verse of my pussy teaching ninth grade English. My pussy wrote a thesis on colonialism. And it's like, oh, that out that line performed live is just everyone screaming it. Like she stopped. She just holds the mic up. She's like, you know this line. I don't need to say this. <laughs> In conversation with the marginal system in love with Jesus. And y'all still thought a bitch couldn't rap. <laughs> God. I love it. I could listen to, it's... I could honestly listen to uh, Room 25 like over and over And again. it's the perfect length to do that. Because yeah, it's, it's 30 minutes, minutes, you're in and you're out, and you're like, fuck, I want to listen to that again. Yeah, no fluff, just extremely good. 11 tracks, all good. Regal, another good one worth shouting Regal. out. Regal feels like you're walking through a snowstorm. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Um, she just like repeats the chorus over and over too. It's I, I don't mean to just keep being like what she did live, but like I've never got to talk about that concert lot uh, because again, going by myself means that I don't have anyone who I shared that with. So I'm like, uh, is it in my head? Was this real? <laughs> right. Was, yeah, she's fantastic. Um, and that's and such a her her band is just um oh, her band is incredible. Yeah, not a lot of uh hip hop artists use a like full three person back backing chorus that they take with them on tour but she uses them well and they're all dancing and having fun like it's a very to be fair it's expensive oh super expensive very expensive to do that when i first was like going to concerts i was like why don't they ever bring the features out and i was like oh yeah no because then they'd come on the whole tour that doesn't work (laughs) yeah uh i forget if that kyle album came out this year but he has a song he does with two chains called ikuyo which also features sophia black one of my favorites from this year and I was like, wait, why doesn't he bring out two? Oh, wait, it's two chains. He's not going to go on tour with this like 22 year old who got him out to feature on one song. That's not how people work. Yes, that album came on May of last in 2018. So that was that year. Yukio is a very good song. Um, That's yeah. most of what I got. I think No Name also got me into Jamila Woods. Uh, mm-hmm. And they've collaborated before on Jamila Woods' album, Heaven. They uh, They work together. That was the last album I listened to in 2018, actually. I have one more. So oh, yeah. If you want to just rattle off what else you have left. Uh, that Vince Staples album, it's okay. It's nothing special. Is that is, is F, FM, right? Is this not the, this FM, is not the one yeah. with uh, the Psychonaut sample, is it? It is. Yeah. First song, <laughs> it sounds like a Psychonaut sample, please. It's set the first song of the Vince Staples album. There's a sample. It sounds like Psychonauts when Raz is in the underground thing when he's talking the to fast travel Adrian Kriller, the fast travel room mm-hmm. with the water, water leaking down. He sounds like it's sampled the water leaking down. <laughs> it's so... I can't get over it. When you hear them next to each other, it's hilarious. Uh, yep, big fan of Wafia. Saw her live. Amazing. Beautiful. Shout outs to my Middle Eastern singers. Uh, Jai Wolf. Good EDM music. Uh, there's so much more uh uh that new cardi b album is fire it's there's nothing i mean everyone's heard it it's really all the singles are on it are really good you should listen to it i like cardi yep. b a lot uh yep hope i hope she's not a turf because there's some questionable stuff going on in our social media like she posted her facebook posted a really transphobic thing uh-oh. and she was like i do different teams manage we don't i don't work with whoever runs my facebook no more yikes wow like, Hey, you should figure it out. That you should probably. get somebody better about to do that. Yeah, she's she's one of those ones where I'm con- I'm I'm like I love her, but there's gonna there might be a thing someday that might bum me out, and I'm 
I guess I'm prepared for that. That Drake album sucks. Speaking of people who suck, that Drake, Drake album, Scorpion's bad. God. Most of those bad. Kanye produced albums are kind of mediocre or bad. Oh, we should do we should do uh, uh, the singles that weren't like albums that we liked, but like honorable mentions. Singles that, that we fucking, liked. That fucking Pusha T track. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> Everything involving not, Pusha T in 2018 not, was yeah. fire. I don't. I didn't like Daytona. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, Daytona's got good tracks, but I'm more. Yeah, the single stuff for him is, is was all good. Nobody, never forget. Oh my god. Uh, and then I really like the JPEG Mafia. Yep. Uh, track that everybody liked. Um, Baby, I'm bleeding. Yep. Song, song's really good. I memorized the lyrics. Oh. When I was listening to it, but. Cool yeah, kid. The song's really good, but I don't. I don't his album is very noisy. I'm not a noise person, so yeah, I, I'm in the mood to listen to that one time, and then I'm out of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I there are some of these where I'm like, should I mention this? Is it even worth talking about Lewis the Child? Because like I like them, not a lot of people have heard of them, but who people who have love them, they do. Uh, sort of like how Zed used to do. Like I produced a really good EDM song, but the really cool part is that this vocalist is singing on it, and she's awesome. Uh, Lewis the Child does a lot of music like that with a lot of different people. So they are, they're more, I'm more like them as a production group than, uh, in their own as artists. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. That's, that's all my, my big stuff. Yeah. Uh, the last album I want to mention is Dirty Computer. Oh my God. It worked out that we didn't bring it up until now, but like what a perfect way to top off this podcast. Yep. Yep. Speaking of consistent albums. Speaking of albums that don't waste a lot of time, uh, speaking uh, of- yeah, it's just there's not enough kind things I can say about it. It is very self confident in what it is and optimistic while also criticizing the world around it. It's mm-hmm. uh, just a beam of energy every time I listen to it and it fills me with hope that I don't feel as much. For I don't know, I don't know what to say, yeah, yeah, like. like- as two queer kids, it's it's amazing to listen to an album that got surprisingly popular from a, a queer woman who is singing about her experience and is open about it and is confident about it and doesn't feel the need to, like, pull back or be subtle. Like, it's entirely explicit. Um, yeah, there's, like, no compromises being made in, like, her vision. Yeah. For that is the best concert that I saw in 2018, by the way. Was the Janelle Monáe no, concert? I'm jealous. I'm it, jealous of that. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's the it's mostly because it's the same feeling you get when listening to that album. It's this sense of like togetherness yeah. and feeling like oh we're we are this is one big community of people who we can all be happy together. Like any, uh, not many other albums made me feel like I was part of something bigger, like Dirty Computer did, and the mm-hmm. concert just like felt like more of that. Like it was just a bunch of queer kids dancing to. Uh, all of her songs it was a dance yeah. concert you know yeah uh i love everything except for the furl track the thing is i like that track i just hate him on it and that <laughs> track is fine i don't even like him on it i don't like the beat i don't like janelle's verse because it's, it's just pussy grabs back and that's boring mm-hmm. i don't like pharrell t- talking about people's pee like <laughs> just get out of here go away <laughs> pharrell's canceled he is. Every time I think of Pharrell, I think of the thing he did when he was promoting Random Access Memories, the Daft Punk album. 
uh, and he he just did a video where he talked about how Daft Punk are actually robots, like for real, and how he doesn't remember Red and Galecti. What the? And it's because they like brainwashed him into forgetting how he wrote the song. Pharrell. <laughs> that's that's what every time I think of Pharrell, I think of that. So, buddy, <laughs> stop. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah. Their, their computer is incredible. And and honestly, 2018 surprisingly good year for big albums like that. Yeah, incredible year for music. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and recap the albums I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I made a list and might as well just rattle it off again. Uh, Return of the Soul by Too Mellow. Uh, McKinley Dixon on Audio Tree Live. Everything's Fine by Gene Gray and Quelle Chris. Taboo by Denzel Curry. Uh, Celeste by Lena Rain. But uh, budding ornithologists are weary of tired analogies by Milo. Memories of Tokyo Toe by Two Milo. Room 25 by No Name. Break Body Kids Still Daydream by Open Mike Eagle. And Dirty Computer by Janelle Monet. Hmm. That's those are my albums. Those are the big didn't, ones. Didn't mention them in order, but I feel like it worked out better that way. Yes, I agree. Uh, I don't think I can do the same just because I was pulling from a larger list. You just have a spreadsheet. I, I made have, a list. Well, it's a yeah. I just have a gigantic Google Doc. In total, I listened to here comes the big number one hundred and ten albums in twenty eighteen. Couldn't be me. Couldn't be. Starting with Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator and ending with Jamila Woods Heaven on December seventeenth. I just listened to so much because sometimes you don't want to listen to a podcast. So you just want to toss on an album. That's true. You know, and, and sometimes you just don't want to listen to music. So you use whatever exactly. you're in the mood for. It's hella valid. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That's it. Uh, you want to do plugs? What are you plugging? Sure. Uh, I'm on two podcasts right now. I'm not on social media, so I can't plug that. But I'm on two podcasts. One is Chats, a television podcast. That's found wherever you listen to those. That's where my friend Magellan and I talk about t- uh, two episodes of a TV show at a at a time every week. We're watching Babylon 5 right now. It's a really interesting show. And I recommend you check it out, even if you haven't watched the show, just because we're coming at it from a very now, like, as we've been doing this podcast for almost four years, Jesus, uh, we're getting very political on there. We're trying to criticize the show from a modern perspective, and I think that's what makes it good. Um, If you want something a little bit lighter, I also co-host The Garnet Wager with uh, the aforementioned Six and now our, our friend Nick. Uh, where we watch Korean game shows, and um, we do a lot of unique, uh, weird stuff on that show. But right now we're watching the Korean game show Crime Scene, which is kind of like, what if Phoenix Wright was a game show? And mm. it's really cool and fun, and you should listen to that. It's on Scanline Media, so peep that. Cool. What about you, Ryan? Uh, find me on Twitter at BluestRose430. Uh, there you can find my bad posts. And uh, yeah, I don't have anything to plug. I don't podcast. You're podcasting right now. I I know, but I'm retired. I'm thirty <laughs> days to retirement. I hung up the blue yeti. <laughs> 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 no, uh, Fireside Friends. Um, go on abnormalmapping.com. Look at Fireside Friends. That's the archive of our old podcast. That's like in hiatus, hiatus, hiatus. Hiatus. Uh, because trying to do podcasts under capitalism is a hell. So that's why we're not doing it right now. Mm-hmm. But it's a great backlog. You should check it out. Proud of some stuff. Not so proud of other stuff. In, well, I'll yeah, you, that's all. I'll, 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 let you, I'll let you decide, viewer. 
which ones are good and which ones are bad. Exactly. Um, for sure. Uh, I just want to say also, Ryan, thank you for, for having me here. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. I'm glad we did this. This is very pleasant. I mm-hmm. hope people enjoyed uh, the chill vibe. 24-7 chill 2018 beats to uh, to game two. That's right. That's this. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace.